quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Oh, yes, guy. Yes, guy. 108, all set to sail. Jim Taddy with you for the next hour or so. Coming up very shortly, Craig J. Button, the resident scout and general manager at TSN headquarters. Mark Sakino from Golf Talk Canada. New season launches on Monday. Uh, Mike Cicado, who is the broker of record co-owner of Remax Realty Services Incorporated Brokerage, and Frankie C. with Yes Guy, No Guy. We've got a full slate. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG Safebridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean. Go to SafebridgeFinancial.com or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Check out Fox 40's new premium whistle, the Fox 40 Titan, and a sleek titanium body the titan emulates the authentic sound of the fox 40 classic available now titanium gold or matte black go to fox40shop.com all right guest number one craig j button how are you today mr button i'm really good mr daddy great to hear your voice i I don't think you ever sleep i mean do you sleep (laughs) i do and and let me tell you this when my head hits the pillow i'm out and i sleep well and i sleep comfortably i told my wife on her birthday i don't dream because i'm uh, i'm my my reality is the best dream I could ever have, being married to her. Oh, that gets your point, doesn't oh. it? <laughs> you are crafty. <laughs> I want you to do my new deal. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's a yes guy, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Yes guy. <laughs> Let me ask you this about uh, Connor Bedard, uh, because there's such a package of, of talent there. I mean, how do you go about assessing that, and, and, and how do you project it? Because, I mean, clearly, uh, if you let him dominate, he can, and if you don't, he has a pretty good game anyway. And I think the second part is the real key there, right? Like, What do players do when there's close checking? What do players do when there's not as much as they'd like there to be available to them? And that's where Connor and I think great players are able to – create things that, uh, that that seemingly uh, like you don't see and, and that are hard to, 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 to create. And, and that's exactly what he does. And so, you know, there's certain qualities, Jim, that, uh, you know, you have, you got to be able to think fast. You got to be able to skate fast. You know, your hands have to be fast and everything. But one of the things, there's two things about Connor Bedard that really stand out for me is that he sees, he sees, he sees the, the possibilities in every single play, and it's plural. Like, a lot of players see a possibility. Most players see a possibility. You know, as you, as you move up in terms of your skill and, and, and how good you are, you see more possibilities. He, I, I believe he sees them all. And, he, and the second thing about it is he, he understands what you're trying to do to him to stop him. And, you know, a lot of times you're going, okay, okay, I've got to go this way, and then you stop. Okay, now what? He, he knows what you're trying to do before – you, he even gets to you. And so he can set you up to think you got him. And then before you know it, you go, well, geez, wait, what, what just happened there? His adjustment in real time, his ability to, to switch. What I, I call it real-time problem solving because you know, you're going to be confronted with lots of resistance. He, he, he solves things in real time quickly because he recognizes what you're going to try to do to stop him. I mean, it's like playing a rigged video game, isn't it? Because the game adjusts as, as you get better. It adjusts to you anyway. 
It, it's exactly what it is. That's it. I'm going to use that, Jim. I'm taking it. Yes, guy is going to appear on my starting reports just, now. Just, just a minute. It, oh, it's already registered. I'm sorry, Craig. You can't do that. No, I'm going to give you full credit. I'm going to give you oh, full credit. Oh, no, go ahead. Go, yeah, this go is, ahead. This is going to be, I'm going to call it the Jim Caddy Yes Guy uh, point. But you're right. Oh, excellent. A rigged, yeah. a rigged video game. Rigged video game is so well put because, you know, you he, he, he just increases the level the level, the level, the level, up to expert, star, generational player level, and then you can't get there. Like, he has the high score. He's going to end up with the high score at the end of the day. Well, to be honest with you, I used to play uh, PlayStation Hot Shots uh, Golf, and, and as I got better, the game got better. So as I started to challenge the game, the game would then do a backspin and, and an ace uh, off the tee, and, and I go, well, I, I can't do that. So, I mean, it was rigged. Yeah, it was, and, you know, and it's not fair, is it? And, and I'll be honest with you, Jim. That's what players are saying about playing against Connor Bedard. It's not fair. He's still 17 years old. He doesn't turn 18 till the end of July. How good is he going to be when he's 19 and 21 and 23? You know, it, it, it's pretty impressive. You know, you, you start to think about players that at that age that are precocious and, you know, advanced beyond their years. And you, you just take a look back at Connor. Look at his first game he played in the Western Hockey League as a 15-year-old. And then look at every moment after that right up until now. All, all, there's only one word that comes to mind when you think about his performance. Domination. He, he has dominated. He has shredded the competition. And, and, and there's no instance in there where that is in the, in the case. Uh, generational talent? Absolutely. You know, I straddled the line, Jim. I straddled the line because I, I don't want to – I don't want to, not to diminish the word, but you don't want it to just become so often used that, uh, you know, oh, generational and now it loses its, its real significance. So I straddled the line, but at the World Junior Tournament, I kept talking about I haven't seen a performance like this from a player this age since Wayne Gretzky did it at the 1978 World Junior Tournament. Now, when you start comparing a player doing things that haven't been done at that age since Wayne Gretzky, you, you have no choice but to cross that line and put him in the generational category. And I have, and I feel that he is. Well, you know, the way you described him, the way he uh, thinks on the ice and adjusts, I mean, that is, that's Gretzky, like knowing where everybody is and what they're doing and then countering it. I mean, that, that is a, a Gretzky trait, isn't it? it? It it absolutely is. You know, it was interesting when we were, we were getting, we were talking about generational player. And there was a number of people standing around talking about well, I'm not so sure. What about his size? You know, what about his skating? So I turned to Bob McKenzie, the esteemed Bob McKenzie, and I said, Bob, you watched Wayne Gretzky play in junior hockey. What did they say about Wayne back then? They said, uh, he didn't skate fast, didn't have a great shot, wasn't very big. He'll get eaten alive in pro hockey. I'll tell you what, everybody stopped questioning Connor Bedard right there because, you know, he's not Connor McDavid. He's not Mayor Lemieux. He's not Eric Lindros. But what Connor Bedard possesses is Gretzky-like. And you know what? If you want to underestimate Connor Bedard, do it at your peril. Well, just that diving play, you know, when he tries to and, and he succeeds at it, when he flicks the puck over to another winger uh, on a two-on-one on a where he's totally extended, does the face plan on the ice, and then swipes at the puck with the end of his uh, the stick blade. I mean, that's phenomenal. And, and, you know, and I've watched, I've watched that play eight, nine times now, Jim. And, and, and if you go back and you look at, he, he looked, he, he knew there was somebody open there. He saw what the situation was. 
he, he, he knew there was only one way that he was going to be able to make that play. And not only a lot of players dive and flail at a puck, he dove at the right time, got the puck, and he feathered it over there. He feathered it to, to, for, for the clean shot right in front of the net. It, and, and yeah. you know, m- most players doing that, the, the puck goes somewhere, nowhere. It, it, it's like an attempt. For Connor Bedard in that play, that's not an attempt. That's a play he says, I can make this play. And he did, and, and he, he does that so often in, in, in a game, and you, you kind of step back and go, did I just see that? And even in, the, in, the, like in, 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 in different games when you talk about, you know what, even, even when he doesn't completely dominate, he's still pretty dominant. And, and, and you, you think about him and so many things he does in the game to create opportunities for himself, his team, and his teammates. And, I mean, you, we're talking about a special player. And, you know, when, when I, I'm, I'm cautious about using the generational term, but I am comfortable applying it to him. You know, Craig's list is, has an interesting time of year. It's after the World Juniors, just before the trade deadline, and everybody, of course, would love to have Connor Bedard or at least improve their lottery chances. Uh, what kind of – I don't know if you could sum this up. What kind of research goes into Craig's list? I mean, it's got to be massive. It is massive. That's why, you know, like you think I don't sleep. I'm up watching video to all hours of the night, you know, and everything. You know, all kidding aside, you know, I, I'm fortunate in my role, Jim, like, you know, like I'm out scouting as part of my role at TSN. And, you know, so I get out into the rinks, you know, I, I do CHL games, I do international tournaments. So I'm able to see these players like a scout. And when I was asked about doing this job at TSN, you know, they, they asked me about, it. I said, well, here's the way to do it. And, and I mean, and, and it's the way that I know how to do it. And, and so that's what they, uh, they gave me the mandate. They said, okay, this is what you're going to do. So I, I see, you know, th- through tournaments and through different uh, uh, things that I do over the course of the year, I, I see 100, 110 games. Now, you might say, well, geez, but at a tournament, you, you know, you can, see, you can see 20 games in a, in a, in a, in a, in a one-week span. So, you know, that clean, that, uh, you know, that kicks 20 games up pretty quick. Right. So, you know, like, so I don't want to, I don't want people to think that I'm out 110 days scouting, but, but I get out there, I'm, I'm out in the rinks, I'm watching the young players at all different ages. So, and, and, and I'm only focused in on the top 75. So, you know, I'm not trying to get a whole draft class. I can zero in on players uh, at the top part, obviously you get a little bit of a crossover, but, 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 you know, it's something that I've done, you know, for a long time and, you know, no, it's not so much knowing, it's about knowing what the work is required to feel comfortable making a list like that. And, you know, you, you, you do the first part, then you can be comfortable making a list. And there's no perfect list. You know, as much as I stand there and I go, geez, I, okay, this is good. I, you hit send and away you go. It, it's only a short time later. Oh, maybe I should have had that player higher. And I always say this when I get confronted, Jim, by people. Oh, you don't have the player high enough. And I, what I always want to be, I always, I always want the players that have ranked high. I want to be right on them, and the players that I don't have rated as high that others think they should have. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they are drafted higher and be better than I think. But we're talking about a class, you know, the NHL is a hard league to play in, and you know what? You got to have special qualities to be able to play in it for anybody, uh, including Connor Bedard. Uh, one more before we let you go. How difficult was it for you to decide to jump into the, the television scouting general manager for TSN game? You know what? I was lucky, Jim, playing, like, you know, working in a Canadian market in Calgary. 
you know, you're, 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 you're in the media, you're around the media, you're talking to the media every single day. And, you know, it's always something that I've been comfortable with. Uh, I, I, I've always had great respect for the media in my, in my roles and in management. And so, you know, I've always, I've always enjoyed offering a perspective and trying to, you know, uh, bring light to different things and what's happening. I did it. I, I did it just in, in, in my everyday work, just talking. I mean, I think one of the things we've lost in hockey is just the, the sitting around talking, whether it be at the morning skates or whatnot. You, you know, it seems that there's this arm's length between management and media, and it was never like that. And I, it's one thing that I don't like uh, because, you know, the, the media are wired in and the media have, uh, have a lot of understanding of what's going on, a lot of information. And, you know, just the back and forth of talking and everything, I was always comfortable with that. And, uh, you know, and so when the opportunity to come into the media and, and to do different things, it really interested me and it's kept my interest all these years. Craig J. Button, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Jim. I'm so happy to uh, spend a little bit of time with you. And I miss seeing you on a regular basis. Well, we'll have to fix that. Okay, we will. That's a yes guy. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Homeowners or first-time buyers, if you're considering purchasing, refinancing, or if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG, Safe Bridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean. Go to safebridgefinancial.com or give him a call, 416-885-1761. Master your game strategy with Fox 40 Coaching Boards, available for basketball, hockey, football, and more. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to fox40shop.com. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Welcome back to Yes Guy, the radio show. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 32 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Be prepared on the ice with the Fox 40 hockey products like the Fox 40 Call, the Fox 40 Super 4 CMG. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Well, we're talking golf now, and the Golf Talk Canada season debut is Monday on TSN 1050. And, of course, the founder, creator, the head man, Mark Sacchino, is with us now. Marco, how are you, sir? It's Happy New Year. Good to talk with you. Uh, wow. New season Monday. Where's the time gone? Insane. So, but happy to be back. Happy to be talking golf again. Well, I hope you enjoyed your off season, air quotes, off season. <laughs> yeah. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. Does it in the world of golf? I think we, I wrapped up my schedule for PGA tour radio and, and PGA tour live uh, at the RSM classic, which is the almost the last week of November. It, it just kind of pokes into the last week of November um, and then, and then we kind of go dark until Jan one. And, you know, we started in Hawaii. I didn't go or work the century tournament champions, but I worked the Sony open last week, working this week on the ground, uh, in Palm Springs for the uh, American express. So yeah, off season in golf is literally about four or five weeks now. This is actually my favorite part of, of the winter season because the tournament, uh, the, the tour goes to uh, California before hitting uh, Arizona and then Florida, which means that there's you can start thinking about spring right now. How about you? It feels that way, right? When it lands on the West Coast and, and you know they're on the mainland and you see some familiar golf courses too, like 
this is the old Bob Hope classic. And, you know, you remember back in the day of, of, of what a big deal this tournament was in terms of celebrity and old Hollywood and things like that. And then you're, to your point, we go to Torrey Pines, uh, La Jolla, where Tiger Woods, you know, he won eight times on that golf course. And certainly anywhere Tiger has that kind of history, it's, it's certainly uh, burnt into the memory uh, of any golf fan at all. And really, once Tiger does something, it's more than, you know, the golf fans. It's now the sports fans because, you know, he, he transcended for sure. Uh, and then up to L.A., Riviera. So the fields just keep getting stronger and stronger. And you know that that Players Championship and then the Masters is around the corner. And for everybody north of the border, as soon as you get to the Masters, you know, okay, it's barbecue season's coming, golf season's coming, all the things that Canadians have been kind of, you know, waiting for, you know, in hibernation, so to speak, uh, is just around the corner. And it certainly starts to feel that way now that, we, that we're no longer, you know, on a, on a speck of land in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and we're back on the West Coast. It's, it's, it's go time. Okay, so let's talk about what's new. Let's start, first of all, you're going to launch a new season of Golf Talk Canada, and I can't remember the season it is now, but but it's up there. So so how, you know, you must be sort of greeting this with anticipation. Another season starts, so uh, you've got great help with Adam Scully and, and Bob Weeks, and, uh, you know, I remember doing the show with you. That was a highlight for me. So where are we now with this? Wow, 13 years. This will be 13 oh. seasons, season 13 starting Monday. We've got a big announcement Monday as well about this season it's going to be uh, our largest season ever in terms of hours of content uh, for radio and television um we've got in the next couple of weeks we've got another big announcement coming regarding our 20 weeks of tailor-made program that we've done annually for i think it feels like 10 years now it's got to be pretty close uh, and people always tune to that so we've got a ton going on i've got Oh, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 22 to 24 tournaments on my schedule between radio and, and television for PGA Tour Entertainment. So it, it's going to be a crazy busy year. And my only hope, Jim, in all of this, and I know it's not always going to be the way, but last year I really felt like the majority of the year when, you know, you and I talked or, you know, I did another show or Golf Talk Canada aired a lot of times we were talking about stuff that wasn't happening on the golf course. I, I think in 2022, we spent more time talking about golf that didn't include great shots and great rounds than probably any other time in history. And I know there's going to be some of that this year still. Uh, it's unavoidable. But I'm hoping that just the quality of golf and the championships and the winners and that kind of stuff gets back in spotlight because I think the other stuff is, I think the audience is tired of it. I, I really think they are. And I don't see any peace on the horizon here in the world of golf. So oh. I think it's going to, you know, I think we're just more lawsuits, more stories like that. So, you know, we'll report on it. We'll keep people up to date on it. But I think I'm really hoping the focus shifts. But before it does, let me ask you this question. If if a Live Tour member was able to win a major tournament, what kind of a what, what reverberation would come out of that? I mean, it, it's possible. They still have, you know, so you have 48 regular players in rotation at, at, on the Live Tour and about 10 or 12 other guys sitting on the sideline. So out of the 60 bodies, let's say, give or take, that are official members of Live, there's about 10 or 12 of them that have access to major champions, major championships, uh, most of which is past champion category, some of which have past champion category and a five-year window that's still open to them to participate in the other majors. For example, Cameron Smith, being the reigning open champion, 
he's got a five-year window to play all the majors, uh, regardless of what happens with his official world golf ranking, et cetera. So, you know, Cam Smith, you know, regardless of how you feel personally about the live tour, whether you have a moral or ethical problem with it, or whether you just don't think the competition is valid in, in that format of, of no cuts and only 54 holes, regardless of where you fall on that, you can't argue that Cam, Cam Smith is one of the best players on the planet. Now, the question is going to be, Jim, can these guys keep their game sharp? sharp? Can Cameron Smith keep it on the edge uh, and keep it so, so tight? And that's what you need to do if you're going to win majors and win on the PGA Tour. I mean, you've got to keep your game at A-plus uh, for you know, extended periods of time. And can that be done on the Live Tour where you've already been paid in advance, you, you're going to make cuts. You're going to get into a bonus pool with team money, et cetera, et cetera. Like, is the competitive environment conducive to keeping your game at the highest level? I think it ends up coming down to the individual because I think if you're relying on 54-hole no-cut team competition, it's going to be hard. It's just human nature. Human nature will take over, and you will not stay as sharp unless you are militant about it and you personally have decided that you're going to remain relevant on a global stage within the major championship. So it's going to lie on the shoulders of guys like Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson, uh, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed, those guys that still have access to majors. Uh, it's really going to come down to, to the individual, I think. Okay, let, let's talk about uh, you. Uh, so one of the things that, that I really liked about you, and I, and I like a lot of things because, you know, we work together and, and we still have a, a friendship and, and I enjoy talking to you. But one of the things I noticed right away, and one of the, one of the reasons why I hung around quite a bit was um, you like to tweak things. Uh, you're, you're not satisfied with where it's at. You want to take it somewhere. And, and I think we can see that with, you know, the development of Golf Talk Canada, the radio show, turning it into a, a TV show. And, and obviously, uh, because you're doing live PGA tour work, on in tournaments that, that you're tweaking as you go along because it's real time it's not a recorded thing so how did you get that the tour world no i mean all of that that whole theory that you have that you're always tweaking and adjusting i mean that's you where did that come from i don't know uh jim to be honest with you i think to be you know if i really i've never been asked that by the way so that that's great because i'm like Hmm, you've got me thinking now. I think if I were to take a guess at it or, or to take a step back and take a look at it, and, and I'm guilty of that, where I, I, sometimes I, maybe I don't reflect enough because I'm moving a lot and quickly all the time. I think part of it comes from the belief or fear, maybe internal fear as well, or belief that if you're not moving, if you're not, if you're standing still, you're going backwards. And if you're not growing and if you're not trying new things and if you don't feel nervous once in a while and you don't feel scared once in a while, professionally speaking, you're probably not growing and you're probably not, you know, every, I think every great person uh, or anyone who's successful in what they do in life professionally, any walk of life, whether it's, you know, you and me in broadcasting or, you know, people within the financial community or entrepreneurs or anyone or our, our family behind the scenes at TSN 1050 and TSN TV, the people, you know, producing the content and whatnot. I think everybody involved who's successful at times, they've, they always have, you know, those moments in time where they're nervous or scared. Hey, I'm trying something different. Am I prepared for this? Uh, and whatnot. And I think you can easily fall into a wall of, of comfort where, especially as you get older too, you know, I'm going to be, uh, I can see 50, 50s right in front of me. 
Uh, oh and, no! And, <laughs> and, but 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 you start you know you can get comfortable and you go ah you know everything's good now right and and it, and that does that's not a bad thing it's it's nice to be comfortable it's nice that things are good but I think for some reason Jim uh, with me internally I, I always have that that feeling of okay you know what are we going to do this year uh, so we're not standing still. What are we going to do this year, Mark, that makes you feel a little nervous, that makes you – because if you're a little nervous and a, and a little scared of something, that means you're trying something. And I think if you go too long without that feeling, uh, you're probably not – you're probably just sitting around and, and getting lazy. Well, I, I can tell you from my own experience, that's the best thing to have because that will guide you to climb the mountain. Without that, you cannot climb the mountain. So, Mark, I, I just want to thank you for stopping by. All the best with your Golf Talk Canada this year, and we look for bigger and better things. Thanks very much. Always great to talk to you. Let's do it again soon, and let's make sure we get that round of golf this year. We missed it last year. We, we need to do that this year. Absolutely. Well said. We will do that. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one 734 3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 32 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Well, let's talk about advanced planning. Your life, your say, your tribute, and your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors. Let's start a conversation. Visit turnerporter.ca. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Welcome back to Yes Guy, the radio show. Master your game strategy with Fox 40 coaching boards available for basketball, hockey, football, and more. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to fox40shop.com. If you are an experienced real estate agent, you should add a distinct advantage and comprehensive value. Contact Charles Park, Managing Broker, REMAX Realty Services Incorporated Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. Call Charles at 647-292-8886 for a confidential interview or contact him via email charlespark at remax.net. Now from REMAX Realty Services Incorporated Brokerage, the co-owner, the broker of record, Mike Zaccato is with us. Mike, welcome. How are you today, sir? Good morning, Jim. I'm doing I'm doing fantastic, and I want to just say yes. Yes, no. You want to say yes, guy. <laughs> yes, say yes, guy. guy. Yeah, yes, there you guy. go. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about this. I mean, you've been in this business for 30 years. You are the co-owner and broker of record. Now, that's not a hill everybody can climb. What does it take to do that? You know, it, we've been treating this like a, a hockey uh, dressing room for many, many years. We we hire great agents, and then we want more of them. So by attracting great hockey players to a team, you're going to get more great hockey players wanting to join that team, and eventually you're going to win the Cup. So I think it's just surrounding yourself with highly productive uh, full-time professionals that uh, you know drives you to be better and want to be better every day that you come into the office. And you know when you're when you're uh, I guess scouting somebody. Let's use the hockey term. So you're scouting. I mean, you're not just hiring people that are that have completed their education. You're 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 looking for elite elite reps, aren't you? Correct. And it's, you know, there's a select group out there that are, you know, actively working full time. There's a, you know, there's over 60,000 realtors on the Toronto Real Estate Board, many of them parked licenses, many of them part time. So that recruiting, that scouting system that we have is looking for great talent. And a lot of it comes 
directly across the table from one of our own realtors who sits there negotiating with someone who isn't maybe as happy as they should be with their current brokerage. And, and our realtor will say to them, look, at this is what REMAX Realty Services offers. This is how our income and our businesses grew and our and our lifestyle changed. And, and so that's truly what we're trying to do. We're trying to impact the lives of those that are are coming to Remax Realty Services and, and improve their lives and their businesses. Well, as you know, I had my license for ten years. Uh, I don't have it anymore because I, I couldn't be honest about it. I, I just <laughs> I couldn't give the the effort. I, I was too distracted. So it was time to to move on. But what I did learn was there are several um, things that are exactly the same in broadcasting and and, and uh, real estate. And, and one of them is is that when you do a deal, it's done. It's over. It may come back and 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 uh, trickle in with with other other business later on. But the deal is done. That's not unlike doing a show where it's I call what we do here disposable. The show's over. You're on to the next show. And and really that. That's real estate. You're on to the next client, aren't you? Actually, that's why you're not in the business anymore, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> what you know? What's important is the is we never let go of that transaction, and we want to complete it. So the minute that that sale occurs, whether it's a buyer or seller, we're going to handhold that right to closing, and then afterwards, we're going to continue to service you with your many needs of roofing and electrical and plumbing and. And whatever else may take place that, uh, you know, you want an expert. And this is what we've been doing for a living for over 40 years in Peel region and surrounding areas. And so we've got those contacts. We've got, you know, uh, the experts to help you with your, in, you know, I'll go back to the sports analogy. If you've got an injured player, I want the right person touching Austin Matthews. I'm not letting just anybody take a look at his hand or his knee or, or what might you know what might be ailing him at the moment. So for us, it's like, what can we do to help that associate that joins us from another company? And now what are we going to do to help our client in the follow-up process? And through that, you know, obviously the expectation is if you're so happy with what we're doing for you, why wouldn't you refer us to somebody else that you know, a friend, a family member, or a coworker? And, and our business grows leaps and bounds that way. You know, that that's an intriguing thing you said there because there's all kinds of um, cheaper ways to do things, but they don't involve service, and, and that's really what you're, you're uh, supplying there, isn't it? Well, 100%, and I think there's a lot of brokerages out there. Their model is to save money every day. Uh, that's not our model. Our model is our associates come into the office every day to make money, and how are we going to do that? And uh, we have to work hard. You know, the market has changed, and, uh, you know, I've been using the analogy lately of, you know, as a young boy, uh, Jim and Mike, we, uh, we flew kites. And when the wind was brisk, man, did that kite ever soar. And we were having fun out there, sitting there eating our bag of Doritos and having a pop and, or our Kool-Aid and enjoying it. But all of a sudden, the wind stops. And there's a lot of kids that left the park that day. But Jim and Mike, who are out there to continue to have fun, they're going to be a little more aggressive. So they grab that kite, and Jim holds the kite, or Mike holds the kite, and the other one of us had the other end of the rope. And we're going to run now. And we're going to run across that field. And all of a sudden, magically, that kite went back up into the air. And so in today's market, you need someone to help you lift that kite, get that up in the air. And what are we going to do to get your business up in the air? And so, you know, it, there's opportunity in every market. We just need the abilities and the tools that we've been using for 40 years to say to you, here's what I think can help you. And now, you know, the beauty of real estate, there's no right or wrong. 
We're going to show you a buffet of tools at REMAX Realty Services that can help you to grow that other associates have used. And now we want you to select what's best for you. And it can be simple little tweaks sometimes, like a you know, to go from a 200 batter to a, a 425 batter and, and watch your income increase. Well, you know, really what you're describing there is, uh, you know, it's not it's not a job. Uh, it's it's a way of life. That That's what it is for you. Uh, my work is is the same way. I, I live this stuff. So, I mean, really, that's what you're looking for when you're when you're uh, searching out for it for reps, aren't you? you? You want somebody who lives this thing, not somebody who's who's fulfilling it. You got it. It's passion. You know, when you and I met, you, I could just, the room is filled with the passion of sports. And we had some great conversation about some, you know, fun things that have happened over the years that you've had. And similarly for myself. And so we want, when someone comes into our office to say, you know what, I'm looking to get to the next level. That's the typical line that we hear. I want to get to the next level. And what do I got to do? And, and, you know, I think a lot of people are looking for a magic pill. But the first step is passion. And, and attitude. And I say every morning we wake up and first thing that happens, well, your eyelids open. And then second thing that <laughs> happens is, you know, is today going to be a great day? And, and that's a choice. And so we start off with some people woke up this morning and said, oh, I can't believe it. It's freezing rain. I might slide into it. I'm going to, oh my God, the interest rates, the market. Should I buy a house? Should I not buy a house? What about, and I turn around and go, what an amazing day. I'm going to have a great phone call conversation today with Jim Taddy. I'm going to have some, I've got a couple of business meetings with some of my associates today to, to set some plans in place to how are we going to make their kite soar higher this year over last year. The opportunities are there. So we need the passion. We need someone with the attitude that understands that every day is going to be a challenge. And we're going to find the tools and the resources and the knowledge and wisdom to help you get through those challenges. Well, and, and you have that, uh, you know, we, we talked to Mark Sacchino earlier in the broadcast. You didn't hear it, but we were talking about uh, this element that, that successful people have and that they challenge themselves. Um, you're not going to ever, I mean, you're going to enjoy what you do, but you're not going to sit on it. You're going to try and take it somewhere. So where did that, how did you develop that, or was that always you? I think, I think it's the, you know, immigrant uh, mentality. My parents, I've, my father's Italian, my mother's Polish. You know, they come to Canada, and it's just work hard. And uh, and so then, you know, playing hockey, you know, and that's why a lot of my training and coaching that we do and, and how we operate our, our operation, uh, REMAX Realty Services, it's all based on, on a sports mentality of, you know, I was on a bus and I had to get to the rink on time. And, and if we lost a game tonight... You know, how are we going to win tomorrow night? So we watch game tape and we do some things differently in the next game. And we're going to, you know, practice, practice, practice. And I always say, you know, in real estate, how often do realtors practice? Hardly ever. And so that first phone call you get in 2023 for a listing appointment, are you going to go all fired up to that appointment? Or are you going to, oh, my God, this is my first one this year. I hope I don't blow it. And what am I going to say about the market? And so every day I want to improve. I'm sourcing out information. I'm talking to people. And then we turn around and share that knowledge and that experience with our associates. So now they've got the tools to go to the table in front of the consumer and explain to them why it's an amazing time to buy or sell real estate today. And, and all the doom and gloom that the media loves to sell, because that's what sells papers, but it's not always accurate. And has the market changed? 100%. But is there an opportunity today? 100%. And so we need to look for that 
And sometimes it's not evident right in front of you. And so as a company, we're going to bring that to you. And my thirst for knowledge and my thirst for growing every day, I think, was my parents just pushing me and saying, you can do better. And, and, and we came to this country for opportunity. Look at all the opportunity in front of you. Back to every morning, it's a choice. Are you going to take that opportunity or are you going to waste that opportunity? And let's take that opportunity and do something with it. Well, I mean, that's that's a. I like what you said there because I mean, you know, my background isn't isn't a lot different than yours. It's almost exactly the same. And so when you looked around at your parents, they didn't sit around. Uh, they they had to provide and, and they did what they had to. So when you're around an environment like that, uh, you, you couldn't possibly miss that that message. It's it's there, and that's how you build your life, right? Hundred percent. And and again, back to surrounding yourself with great people. Look at you know if if I can improve the quality of the person around, when I played hockey. I wanted to be that leader that whether it was the power play, penalty kill, the regular shift, I wanted to make the guys around me better and aspire to be better. So what do I do? I practice harder. I shot thousands of pucks, you know, off the ice. Nobody saw what I did. And yet, you know, afterwards they're going, oh, you're really good or you're, you know, you got these talents. No, it took work. And I've always said what, what happens in the dark shines in the light. You, you don't see what Austin Matthews or Michael Jordan did behind the scenes. You don't see, you know, them what they're doing. We see them walking into the arenas with their earbuds in and they're they're grooving and they're getting prepared for for the game and their mindset and they're going to be positive and they're going to go in there and they're envisioning that winning basket. And yet there's realtors that show up late for their appointment. They got paper falling out of their briefcases <laughs> and it's like how are you preparing yourself to go in for to win and give the client the best possible service to get the best possible results for their usually largest investment in their life. Yeah, that's that's well said. So, Mike, let's close on this. If you, I mean, you've got elite people that work with you. So, how do you motivate them? How do you how do you keep them going forward? Or they do? I would I would expect they do a lot of that in their own, but they still need a push, right? Yeah. Look at you know. Uh, I think it's uh, experience. Thirty years now, I've been in the business, and and I've learned a lot over the years. Uh, I used to sell 100 transactions a year with an unlicensed assistant. So I've been in the trenches. I've been at the tables. And so, you know, uh, successful entrepreneurs are thoroughbred racehorses. They just want to go. And one of the most difficult things as a coach, whether it's the Olympics or the NHL or the NBA, is to teach that thoroughbred to rest. We all need rest. And you need recovery. Your muscles need recovery. And so, you know, as an elite uh, athlete and as an elite coach, I can look at the thoroughbreds and I can look at the people that um, need some guidance and I can share with them a few little tweaks to say, here's, here's how we want a quality of life. And truly, at the end of the day, you know, we're all going to leave this earth and it's not about the money we had or the house or the watch or the suit or the dress that you wore. It's about your heart and your head. How did you make my life better? How did you improve me today? How did you make me laugh because I was feeling down? How did you get me through a, a difficult situation? And I think truly, you know, we're business coaches. We're here to, uh, you know, assist our people through some difficult situations and to continue to raise them up and, and make them better and catch the air and fly that kite as high as we can get it. Well said, Mike. Thanks very much. Really appreciate it. All right, Jim, you have an amazing day.
You too. Thank you. A distinct advantage and comprehensive value are important ads for any experienced real estate agent. That's what Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX Realty Services Incorporated Brokers has waiting for you. Offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive mentoring and coaching, call Charles at 647-292-8886 for a confidential interview or contact him via email charlespark at remax.net. Let's talk about advanced planning, your life, your say, your tribute, and your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors. Let's start a conversation. Visit turnerporter.ca. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes Guy, no guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for Yes Guy 108's edition of Yes Guy, No Guy. The topic is pregame meal. Our special guest is Frankie Corrado. Frankie C., how are you today, sir? Jimmy, I'm excellent, and this just happens to be my favorite meal in the history of meals, so I'm very excited to get into this with you. Okay, yes guy, no guy, number one. Same pregame meal for every game. Absolutely. Jimmy, you could lay out any option in front of me, but if you've ever watched an orchestra or a symphony and you know the way things are outlined and they go, well, that's the exact same way pregame meal used to go for me when I played. There was a certain order that needed to happen. Okay, go ahead, sir. All right, Jimmy. Yes guy, no guy. Soup to start. No guy. No, no guy. You don't like the no. coating of the soup. No, I, I noticed you do because you had you had the platter <laughs> and the digestive preparatory soup the other night. Well, that's what it is. It just prepares you for the main course, Jimmy. Sorry, guy. I just dive right in. I, my, my energy level is different than yours. I dive right in. Okay, so yes guy, no guy number two. It takes a while to get the proper pregame meal, to get that that, uh, sort of template going. No guy, no guy. 100%, I know exactly what I'm looking for. I go get it, and I stick with it. There's not a lot of experimentation involved. Jimmy, let me ask you this. Yes guy, no guy, heavy on the carbs. Uh, I'm going to say no guy, no. (laughs) Sometimes there's no choice because all there is is pizza around, but uh, not by plan. So I'm going to say no guy. How about yourself? I think that's, that's the thing that impresses me the most about you is the fact that you're versatile. If it's pizza, yeah. you still get the same performance out of you. If it's a little lighter, maybe there's a salad chicken situation involved. Exact same performance. Your performance does not fluctuate based on the amount of carbohydrates. No, but the actually the portions are different. I don't want to break my secret there, but anyway, yes guy, no guy. You've had a bad pregame meal and paid the price for it. Yes, guy, Jimmy. <laughs> I've had a couple, and these probably came more in the Ontario Hockey League because teams are a little more strapped with the budget. But I've had a couple pregame meals where, let's just say, during the intermissions, I wasn't exactly sitting in my hockey stall. Oh, if you know the others, the other stall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry to hear that guy. (laughs) So, Jimmy, every once in a while, they put out a spread and there's pasta and there will be a few different sauces to choose from. So let me ask you this, Jimmy. Yes, guy, no guy. Cream sauce on the pregame meal pasta. A hard, all capital letters, no guy. Oh. No guy. Never go near the cream sauce. Why Not into that? it. Why Old school. Got to be red. It's got to be red. Red sauce, eh? Supplemental, yes guy, no guy. Ajito yep. after the red sauce pregame meal. Uh, no, no guy. No, everything's good. <laughs> it's, it's, the, system, the system compensates for the incoming acid. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yes. 
Yes, guy, no guy. The post-game meal is actually better than the pre-game meal. Oh, that's a good question, actually, but no guy. And I'll tell you why. A lot of times after games, your nervous system is so shot from what you just went through for the last three hours that you can hardly even um, stomach up an appetite until later on. So, you know, a lot of times in the NHL, you'll have a pizza slice in the dressing room or something quick like that. And then you don't eat again until closer to midnight when you get on the plane and then you can finally stomach some food. But, you know, even then you're like, okay, I'm, it's late at night. I just played. My nervous system is shot. It's not as enjoyable of a meal as pregame meal. Well, one, one of the things I do look forward to after the game, Jimmy, is red meat. But let me ask you this about pregame meal for you. Yes guy, no guy, red meat at the pregame meal. Oh, an emphatic yes guy. Better game. You won't notice the difference, but better game for me when there's a steak in front of me. That's all I can say. I want to thank everybody for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed episode 108 of Yes Guy. Hope you come back next week for Yes Guy 109.